Don't you understand the difference between absolute risk and relative risk? So I get this question a lot, and a lot of these like scientific cholesterol deniers are like, well, statins only reduce risk by 0.8% or 1%. So why are you telling people there was a 33% reduction? So first of all, this is nonsense. This is just some people trying to sell you some fake dream that cholesterol is not going to kill you. And unfortunately, these people are just uh, inaccurate and deceitful. Not only that, they cite their own studies. One of these guys on uh, Twitter or X, whatever it's called now, he's like, yeah, you know, stands don't really help. Look at this study. And then he posts a study and you look at it and it's like he wrote it himself. Like, okay, you have one single study. Go back and listen to my podcast on that one study. It's actually called that one study. Or you post that one single study and you rely on that one study. So for those of you who don't understand relative versus absolute risk, let's take an example. A 40-year-old male that's a smoker has a 4% chance, or let's say 3, has a 3% chance, just to keep the math easy, 3% chance of developing lung cancer if they continue smoking, right? If they were to quit smoking before the age of 50, they continue to age 50, and if they were to quit by age 50, five years, they would reduce their chance of having lung cancer by 1%. So they go from 3% to 2%, which is a good reduction. doesn't seem like a lot, though. 1% reduction, why should I quit smoking, right? However, the relative risk, that's the absolute risk. The relative risk reduction is actually 33%. You went from 3% down to 2%, which is a one-third reduction or a 33% reduction. Now, that's easy to understand. Super easy math. The problem is these people make it sound like that's all you do. If your cholesterol is 200 and we put you on a medicine to drop it to 100, that your risk of dying goes down by 1%. First of all, that's not even true. It goes down significantly, but they argue that the relative risk is 20, let's say, and the absolute risk is 1% or 2%, that it's super low. So first of all, on let's just say on the aggregate, if you take the 9 billion people on Earth, or 8.5, whatever it is now, 8.5 billion people on Earth, you reduce absolute risk, let's say by 1% or 2%. Do you know how many millions and millions and millions of lives that saved? How many billions of strokes that prevents? How many billions of heart attacks that prevents? It's in the millions. Uh, so let's just say they're even true. Let's just say that they're accurate and they are correct. You are preventing and saving. You're preventing millions of strokes and probably saving a billions of lives, right? On the aggregate carried over, you know, in the whole world. And now the other the other issue is most of these studies are done on a most of these statistics. You get them off of a one or two year study. Let's say we put people on the stand for 24 months, and the risk reduction in heart attacks, strokes death, mortality, all-cause mortality was a 1% absolute risk. So all we can say is that if you were on statin therapy for 24 months, you reduced your risk of stroke by 2%, right? That's all you can say. You cannot make the argument of anything else other than what this study actually studied. Now, we so that would mean like you actually stopped the statin. You took it for those 24 months and stopped. You, you reduced your chance of stroke either during those 24 months while you were on it, by 1% or 2%, whatever it was. That's all we can say. Now, if you decide to continue that out, the absolute and the risk, uh, relative risk reduction spread out, and actually the absolute goes up exponentially. 
So if we take that same smoker that was 40 years old, he quit smoking by age 50, that 3% um, that dropped to 2% in an absolute risk reduction or 33% relative, if you carry that out over the next 80 years, or I don't know, up to age 80, let's say, add another 30 to 40 years to their life, that 1% goes up every year that you remain smoke-free. Whereas the smoker who, so so let's say by age 80, and they've done these studies, and I, I you know, I, I talk about this in my cholesterol book. There's actually a whole chapter on absolute re- risk reduction versus relative re- risk reduction. And we use this exact example, and then we talk about uh, statins and cholesterol. So if that if that person quit by age 50, by age 80, their relative risk of having a heart attack or their relative risk of having lung cancer is still under 5%. Let's say over the years it creeps up to about 5% or 4%, whatever it is. No big deal. The other person who continued to smoke, though, their absolute risk continues to climb because the area under the curve, and this is getting a little statisticky and sciencey, but the area of the, under the curve continues to grow. That person continues to expose themselves to smoke, and the more you're exposed to smoke, the more likely you are to have lung cancer. Of course, there are people who live to 80, 90 years old who never get lung cancer, who smoke their whole lives. Absolutely. You know, there's weird genetics and stuff involved. Who knows? But for the vast majority of people, if you continue to smoke to age 80 or 90, you will absolutely have lung cancer and your absolute risk goes up. And as it goes up, the area under the curve continues to expand. That study has been done and I have the graphics and charts and super pretty pictures in the cholesterol book. Um, you guys will love that one. Go to dralo.net, dralo.net slash cholesterol to find out when that's going to be released. It's coming out pretty soon. So that's the the other thing. Um, now, if we port this over and think about it from a cholesterol standpoint, we know that having ApoB elevated for just a few years, even as a teenager, based on the PISA trial, the CARDIA trial, the PreCAD trial, all these other trials that I've gone over in other podcasts, will increase your risk at a later age too. But when you're 20 going into 40 or 50, the lower your ApoB is at that time, the less likely you are to have a heart attack or stroke later, or even during that time, depending on how high your ApoB is and how high it's been uh, elevated. So you can't look at a trial that was like a three or four year trial or a one year trial and say, well, they lowered their LDL cholesterol ApoB by this much percentage points or total points, and you had a 0.356 reduction in absolute risk, whereas it translates into a 28 reduction in relative risk, 28%. So they're very misleading in the way they try to point out the data. They uh, try to make it seem like this is accurate or, you know, this is, this is what it is. They have an agenda. They're trying to sell a book, sell a dream, sell some false hope, whatever it is. They're anti-stands, anti-medications, just do it naturally, kind of like all this nonsense. They're trying to just fool the masses, gain a following, get speaking gigs, you know, raise money that way, become a renowned expert on some BS. But it's completely, if, if they really understood statistics and this, the area under the curve, they wouldn't be saying this. Because how, how can you claim you understand medical science and you don't even understand basic statistics and basic medical science? It's not even like medical science and statistics. It's actually just basic statistics. The longer you are exposed to smoke or ApoB, the more that absolute risk of having lung cancer or a heart attack, stroke, death, whatever, goes up. 
It's not rocket science. I mean, like you don't need to be a genius to figure this out. Yet you have these people online telling you, well, what was the absolute risk? Okay, it was a 13-month study. The absolute risk in a 13-month study is not going to change the long-term risk. The area under the curve continues to grow. It's not rocket science. You should know this. You are a scientist or someone who purports stating you are a scientist. This is not like, this is common sense. It's not, I mean, you don't even need to be a genius to know this, but they have an agenda. They're trying to sell you a dream. Uh, anyways, if you like this podcast, we need to get this out to the masses, people. We're already at like 10,000 downloads, which is awesome for a podcast that literally just started, I think, October 13th, maybe, something like that. It's not even been a month. So uh, it's only been, oh, it has been a month. I'm sorry. Definitely a month, about six weeks. Uh, so definitely get this out to people. Share it with your friends. If you want to discuss this, join my community, dralonet slash community. We talk about this kind of stuff, healthy living all day and all night. I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.